I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And we should be working. working. God damn it. It's one, two, (laughs) say it. (laughs) All right. I'm Critter. I'm Jace. And And we we should should be be working. working. I fucking hate you so much. said duties yeah i got my beer hold on i'm gonna turn on my camera too i just i have a i have a wireless headset man I walk Ooh. all around this house you're so fancy you're so fancy do you just do that do you, are you like eric you just stroll around and talk to people you're not even in the frame oh yeah all the time and it sucks some, cool. <laughs> sometimes um i don't know you know something will get mixed up because i'm always switching i have like a kvm switch i'm switching between my pc and my mac and my peripherals go with it and sometimes something gets mixed up and uh it'll be using my mac microphone and i'll (laughs) i'll like get up and walk away as we're talking through a thing and they're like what we can't hear you (laughs) i'll run back and have to change my input back to my mic but yeah i'm like a pacer on the phone i'm you know i'm always walking around so it feels natural to me if i'm just conversationally like i'm not a jerk you know if there's like a visual element or like we're camera on you know i'll chill there but if we're just like kind of rapping a lot of times we're using slack huddle a lot now at work and stuff and so there's no video anyway and i i feel more comfortable conversationally just kind of walking around yeah there's there's something to that about phones like all i remember back when i used to use actual phones more i would just like realize that i was half hanging off a bed you know or like had tucked my legs under the couch or something you just like do weird things while you're on the phone without really realizing it just wandering around Putting your body in, I don't know what that is. It's something lay on your stomach and kick your legs. Yeah, like you're at a sleepover. <laughs> yeah, I do really stupid stuff. Like I'll be, I'll look at the ground and I won't step on cracks in my tunnel. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've done, yeah, play stupid mind games. Yeah. Um, the medicine ball. Oh, what? No, I was medicine ball. Do you still have the medicine ball? What medicine ball? For white Mike, do you still have the medicine ball that you toss around while you're on calls? I, I was doing that. I do have a medicine ball. I don't remember. I've seen you I was do that before. That? That's yeah. funny. I should do and that I, again. <laughs> I think you, I think it slipped one time and you hit your head or something because I remember like laughing at you for some reason about it. <laughs> no, you're right though. I used to I used to just kind of like sit here and kind of throw it back and forth and play around with a medicine ball. But I didn't know that I ever did that like on work calls. That's nice. probably on people wear. Oh, okay. It doesn't count. Well, yeah. So. To your review, how's your how's your chair? This chair, the, yeah. the Titan. Do I love this chair? Nice. It's definitely the best chair I've ever had. You're welcome. <laughs> Is it new? Did you get it recently? Two years. Two years ago. Oh, two year review. Okay, got it. Yeah. God, was it? Have I really had this chair that long? I mean, since the pandemic started. Yeah. <clears throat> How do you guys remember so much stuff about me that I don't remember about myself? <laughs> Well, that that was when our our amazing company at the time gave us a stipend to update our. That's right. And okay. then we had like a whole conversation about like getting a new chair, and I was just like, just fucking spend it on this. <laughs> That's how I acquired the chair. Yeah. yeah. No, I love this chair. Before this, I had a. Um, oh God, what is it? It's not Herman Miller. It's a. It's one of like the top like ergonomic chairs, and I'm looking over here because it's in my wife's office now. It's her chair. It suits her very well. Um. I didn't like it because I'm so she's, you know, I I guess a calm person. I have like restless leg syndrome and it's crazy. And that chair is squeaky as hell. And like it would be picked up (laughs) on the microphones and stuff. And people would be like, what is that noise? It was was my chair squeaking. This chair is nice and silent. I also, I don't know if you remember if I mentioned this at the time, Jace, 
you seem to remember better than me, but I have I have hockey skate wheels on yeah. this. Like and like I bought those casters with like, you know, like actual like rollerblade wheels with bearings and stuff in them. Yep. And I thought it was really cool at the time and it really is like a smooth ride, you know what I mean? But I have no there's no resistance now. So like if I try to like put I have I have this under my desk. Forgive me if it's messy cat hair, but so I have like a thing to put my feet on. It's like a squishy pad. Yeah. And uh I'll like put my feet on it and I'll just start to roll backwards. And I'm like, damn it, I'm always pulling myself back to my desk because it so easily rolls around. You need a handbrake on your on your yeah. now. I'm actually I'm glad you said that because I've I've thought before that I should do that because people are doing that and then I was like but then I wouldn't be able to like prop my legs up on the desk and do weird things because I just roll away so now I've been uh, vindicated yeah yeah I can totally I will still put my feet up on the desk but I can you know on the desk I can't like put them up against you know yeah. the desk yeah it'd be really fun to roll down like a street with those things though no nope, it's not I've not been on a half pipe yet but I'd like to Oh Just my! Fun once when I lived in, in Seattle, one of my coworkers uh, was part of a bicycle club, and every year they would do this thing. I forget which hill in Seattle, but they would just collect office chairs from wherever they could, and they would bomb this fucking hill. Like in the middle of the day, they're not blocking the road for anybody. It's like a bunch of people all at once just bomb the hill, and people would wipe out. And crazy! They would wipe out. Oh and, yeah! Oh yeah! It is fucking rough. Have you ever seen that that like cheese wheel down a hill race? You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and people just fucking fly down that yeah, thing. It's on so Netflix. Awesome. It's oh, is there like, like a documentary or something? Well, it it's there's some series about like um, different celebrations in like different countries, and that's one of them. The the cheese wheel thing, and people just fucking hurl their bodies down <laughs> a hill. That crap would hurt so bad, man. Oh my goodness. Chase, does it annoy you when people you know are like? Oh man, you're from Hawaii. I'm going to Hawaii. What should I do? Like yes, all the yeah, fucking time. I figure. Okay, good. I'll well, make sure I don't do that. Well, especially so. So it gets annoying for. It used to get annoying because it's like everything that I would do in Hawaii, you wouldn't enjoy doing. Because try me. <laughs> I mean, well, here, here's fights. the second part. Well, here's <laughs> the second part fights. of it, right? Is is now I've been away from Hawaii for 12, 13 years. So like. You know, people, the people that I grew up with had kids and their kids are now old enough to beat you up for just being a tourist. So it, it's like a different scene, right? Like all the all the places that I used to go all the time are, are changed, except for like uh, if you're into the Big Island, Royal Jade is like a good Chinese place that's still there and stuff. So like, yeah, that's cool. I, I, it's funny because the thought came to my mind because my wife just she basically really told me we're going to hawaii like in, nice. in july she just kind of decided we're, we're gonna do it this year so it's a horrible time we're actually. supposed to, i i know but we're floridians man you know so like we're you love monsoon tolerant weather? we're tolerant to like crazy stuff um hur- hurricane weather hot weather yeah. or whatever but we delayed it you know two years ago covid yada yada and we're we're gonna go you know this year and I thought I you literally came to mind today because I was like, oh, I'm meeting with Jason. I've been talking about Hawaii like for the last 48 hours, making like preliminary plans. And then I was like, you probably shouldn't ask him. Probably shouldn't ask well, now him. Well, you, you have a closet full so of shirts. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Well, um, like where, like what island are you even going to? Oahu. Yeah. See, like I don't know very much about Oahu except for like staying at the Pagoda Hotel, which isn't very great, uh, and 
spending all night in strip clubs and going to like regionals magic tournaments and shit like <laughs> that that's what a wahoo was for me so it's not yeah there's not much of like oh well you know there was this cool laser tag place when i was 14 you should go check it out <laughs> you know 22 just, years ago i just always assume that anytime anybody says in, literally anything about hawaii then jason's gonna get upset about it or annoyed and so that's you know, like there's nothing a random person could say about Hawaii that wouldn't annoy him. And that's my go to for when I want to get on Jason's nerves. It's just like find something to say about Hawaii. Works every but, time. I mean, that, that's not true. I mean, I've gotten so much better. I was trying to explain this a few years ago. Is like I used to get more physically aggressive when I would see somebody wearing a Hawaiian shirt that is not. It used to aggravate me. I used to be like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> but. But like, um, I don't know if you remember Tanner worked at Phase Two and like yeah, he worked out of the Portland office, and he he would wear them sometimes. And just one day, I came in and I was on one, and it's just like nice shirt. And he's like, "Oh yeah, thanks, man." I was like, "Never mind." And I just fucking walked away. And it's like, "Yep, okay." He just thinks that he has a nice, all right. Yeah, you can have that one. I guess. Yeah. Why I want to dig in? Like, why why does that annoy you? I don't know, man. It it's it's a cultural thing. Well, it. It especially annoys me more now that like Boogaloo's fucking used it as like a symbol of their tribe or whatever the fuck they are. The stupid white racists. Yeah. And like tiki torches and stuff. Like I fucking hate when when that shit gets associated with dumb white people. It, it's just it pisses me off to no end. But it's also like one of those things I can't I can't act on that shit anymore. I'm too old. I'm 36, 37. I fucking can't be 40 year old fighting people because they're wearing Aloha shirts. <laughs> See, I I like them a lot, and I don't wear them because they're Hawaiian shirts. Frankly, I don't give a shit. They could be called African shirts, French shirts, <laughs> like Russian shirts. I really don't care. I just I like the feel of rayon in the summer, and I like the prints. Like I like a good like colorful floral. No, yeah, it's, like it's, it's awesome. cool. I just like, yeah, I just like the damn shirts. Um, but yeah, cultural appropriation. Funny talking about that again. We talked about that. Again, right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Does, no, does but, that... but that's the thing, right? It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to fucking like blame anyone and be like, don't fucking do it. It's just like, if you're, if you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt and carrying a tiki torch and not a boogaloo, fine. But if you are, fuck you, you deserve to get an ice pick in the eye. Like what, why'd you get on Tanner then? He wasn't a boogaloo. As far as I know, because I was still on one, right? Like that, that's one of those things. Is oh. dude, I, I I don't really change my behavior until I experience something that was off, and just like there's something definitely off about that exchange. And then it's more of like introspection of like, was it me? Was it them? Is it even acceptable to do this anymore? Like, if you, I mean, back when I grew up in Hawaii, if you got into a fight, you just got into a fight. Like there were no cops, there's no charges, like nothing. It was just you fought. And then there was a winner and a loser sometimes, or it just got broken up. And then that was it. You, you moved on with your life. Mike, would you call yourself like, are you, are you originally from Texas? No, I'm from Southwest Florida. All right. Well, this won't make as much sense then, but like, you know, I'm sure, you know, like a, a few actual Texans, you know, like hardcore Texans. Oh yeah. Like, do you think they'd get mad at someone from, I don't know, New York wearing a cowboy hat or boots? If they're in Texas, so like, okay, if if a Texan was in New York looking at somebody in a cowboy hat and boots, they'd probably just be like, 
whatever. You know, like it wouldn't bother them. Loser. Yeah. When somebody wears like a cowboy hat and boots here, and this is where I'm going with this, like they still laugh at them, but it's because it's not really a huge thing. Like here in Texas, cowboy boots and, and a hat, like cowboy hat type thing. It's not really like a Texan thing. Like they'll do it. You see people like wearing that kind of stuff and you get kind of more country. Like some people, it's like the aesthetic that they're into, but right. it's not really like a Texan thing. Like Texans don't roll around. And, and what would be more likely is that you see a guy in like, um, you know, like work boots and a, a baseball cap. Like that's, that's what I'm used to seeing, even from like the more country folks out here. That's like really the outfit that they're going for. It's not really like the stereotypical kind of cowboy look that you have in your head. It was the same thing in Nashville. Like that's how you spot a tourist in, in like Austin or Nashville is you, the people wearing Rhinestone. the cowboy hats and the boots. You're like, they're not from around here. <laughs> it's not even that they're trying to fake the local look. It's like, it's literally not the local look. But yeah, so I mean, like even in Hawaii, it's so it started out getting popular the Hawaiian shirts for like resort workers and stuff to wear them. It's like how it started, and then it became, and then it just became part of the culture because like that's what you would wear to like you know birthdays, graduations, and funerals and weddings, and like that was accepted attire. It was like a nice little shirt and some slacks or even some nice jeans, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's that was your attire. Like I mean, I bought an Aloha shirt for my sister's wedding a couple years ago, like specifically for that. And I haven't worn it since really, because I haven't had anything else to really wear it for. So it's, it's just, so that's formal wear. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like officially formal wear in Hawaii. Yeah. But like kind of, kind of to your point. Um, and I mean, we make fun of tourists that wear low shirts and stuff all the time, but um, especially if they're Tommy, bah- Tommy Bahamas and he's like, oh, my Hawaiian shirt. Not fucking anyway, uh, but but as well, the things were like when I was in Hawaii and like all of these things would like agitate me and piss me off and you know, whatever it was a whole different thing, a whole different mentality than when like I live on the mainland where like it's bound to fucking happen. It's just, it's just gonna, I'm in the land of the foreigners now, so it's it, it becomes this weird thing where I have to like adjust my perspective to be like, all right, yeah, it's not worth you know, actually getting sued or you know, sent to HR and losing my job and stuff for this one thing that nobody really cares about except for me. Is there, do you have to have been like been raised in Hawaii to, to earn the right to wear it? Or like, what's the qualification? No. Um, that's the thing is like, I, I don't, I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm, I have like a very ignorant nostalgia about it that like I had to work my way through to, to overcome it. Like it, so that I don't just, you know, run off and be like, fuck you, Aloha shirt wear. Yeah, like, I wonder if Tyner was like, no, 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 you don't know. I, I, you know, from ages 14 to 16, I lived in Hawaii. Like, would that have been enough for you to be like, oh, okay, you're cool then? No. Because then why the fuck are you wearing it on, like, a Monday at work? Like, what, what is the point? Oh, you like, should know better is what you're saying? Well, well like, if, you, if, you, if you're doing it because you're part of the culture, then you understand that it's, like, it's not just, like everyday attire it's like we're dressing up this is like we're we're doing something we're meeting with a client we're you know something anything and you think about how it can be kind of offensive that someone views your your like formal attire as their casual friday attire well i i stopped i stopped our portland office from having a hawaiian friday (laughs) because they're talking like grass skirts and like hanging up fake lays and stuff no no fucking cut it cut it I'm like, oh, well, then we'll have a beach Friday. I'm like, that's fine. 
go ahead, have a beach Friday. <laughs> like, but but even when they were just like, oh, we're gonna have a wine Friday, I was just like, don't do this. And just like, oh, well, you know, it's not really offensive. You're like, all right, well, I I just won't be a part of it. How about that? Just don't include me in any of the fucking things. I'll leave the office, and this just didn't happen, kind of thing. It's it's bizarre. I will wear Aloha shirts and chubbies all summer, and it's do it all about just comfort. comfort. Yeah, what's a, comfort. what's a chubby? Chubbies, bro. I'm wearing chubbies right now. <laughs> I'm wearing chubbies. These are right chubbies. Now. They look they look like they look like a kind of standard short, you know, like a little busy. But they've got like an elastic band. They're still belt loops if you want to go with a belt. But like, I can pull it's these things aesthetic. up and down like basketball shorts, and they're just they're comfortable. What? Yeah, they're like nice. khaki shorts. I have I have like five different pairs and five different colors because it's just, you find the right kind of clothing, and at least you me, buy, I shouldn't yeah. say you, I no, I, I find that. the right kind of clothing, and I just buy like a Doug closet full of that shit. So like I have like. Yeah like five or 10 like Carhartt shirts, just like this one. I've got five pairs of chubbies and I've got like four or five Aloha shirts and two pairs of jeans and that, you know, a few jackets to get me through the winter. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I do with like my workout wear too, is I'm just like, Oh, these shorts, like I, I just buy like one short from like multiple brands. And I'm just like, these were the best. I'm buying five more of these. Yeah. I'm wearing this every day that I work out. Yep. You, know, you ever, you ever get really frustrated. So I've been wearing Saks underwear, right? We'll go all the way down to the Sorry, skin. say that again. Sax underwear. S A X X. Sax. Just wanted right. to make sure. <laughs> and I, lo- I love, I love the underwear. I found an underwear that I really liked, and I'm like, these are my undies. But then I go and buy them, right? Because like a year or two goes by, I need a couple fresh pairs of undies, and the fucking like brands change not the brand but the the models Material. the models change oh. they they're like different models are available and not the one that i really liked and then i get like a new one i'm like yeah no this will probably be fine it's like a different fit i just like get so devastated when a product i was really into is no longer offered it's the same thing and i feel like a lot of it is just you sound like an old man like they don't make them like they used to but it's kind of true like with the carhartt shirts i have a, a black oh it's right here i have a black and red button-up flannel shirt right by carhartt i love this shirt it's like my favorite long sleeve shirt i cannot find one like it from carhartt anymore they don't make them anymore they make these like x force whatever kind of like they're it's like a it's like a lighter kind of material it's just cheaper it's cheaper shit is what it is it's like trying to rebrand they try to rebrand it to make it like seem cool and sporty but i'm like just give me that old like hearty canvas feeling kind of shirt yeah yeah, i want to feel like this thing could stop a bullet like that's what i'm looking for with this brand i felt that way with like echo shirts for a long time like i I would always wear echo shirts the e the e-c-k-o like is the urban wear or whatever the fuck but like they they were just like a pack sun brand no it was it was sold in macy's um but yeah mark echo it, it was just it was popular in mm-hmm. when I was growing up and stuff. Like it, it was. I recall the brand was super for sure. heavy. Yeah, and then like, um, and then other brands would like mimic that like that feel. So like the the original like Sean John releases and like Fat Farm release, they're all super heavy shirts. So like we were in fucking heaven forever. And then it was like, oh, we're wasting way too much material and spending way too much money on this shit. We're gonna cheapen it the fuck up. And then it was just like it was a spiral. Of just like all these shirts are fucking terrible. <laughs> Have you ever bought one of those t-shirts that has the sewn in long sleeve underneath? So it gives I you the look like I you're wearing a long sleeve shirt under your t-shirt, but it's I, like not real. We, we had a friend in 
in high school that we made fun of because he had he, he, like all he ever wore were those shirts and we were like oh man take off the outer shirt bro let me see that long sleeve <laughs> that's such a like niche of thing to make fun of <laughs> but this is the point is you just make fun of stupid shit for no reason and you're just like <laughs> take off shit. the outer shirt bro <laughs> He was a friend. We weren't like bullies, but he he was a friend, and that was our thing. That was what we dig at him for. If you were like a a bully with fashion sense, then you found your lane right there, man. (laughs) Cool socks, man. (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. I mean, I don't, I have, I cannot relate at all about wanting thicker shirts. Um, but the thing that always drives me crazy is I want thicker phones and thicker phone cases. Like I want a big old stupid looking like giant a Nokia, phone. a big like, brick yeah, of a I phone. I want to be able yeah. to, yeah, I don't, everybody's making sleeker phones, you know, and like it looks cool and it's, it's you want to have to carry a backpack for yours. Is it, a, is it about durability or hand feel? Yeah, it's durability. Like, I drop my phone every day like it goes everywhere i'd step on it like it's i don't want to have to worry about that crap i've already cracked my i got an iphone i already cracked the screen protector within like the first you're two such weeks. a loser i want i want to and i want a bigger but i want a bag battery that's like gigantic it lasts like a full week and i don't have to worry about it i do miss when you like the the batteries were detachable for like um Android yeah. Phones. Oh, that, yeah, that was fucking awesome. Like for the Samsungs back then, and you just had like three or four batteries that were fully charged, so you just like sit throughout the day and just switch them out, and we didn't have to like go sit in front of an outlet. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, that was pretty sweet. I've started, so I I have um like Google Fi, so I'm always buying Google phones, and I bought like one of their what I don't even know what this Nexus. is like a 4a pixel. or something yeah it's a pixel phone but it's like a pixel like 4a I think or something like that basically it's one of their like their like lower shelf kind of phones um and it, I think it was like like four or five hundred bucks when I bought it when the top level phone was going for like 900 or a thousand or something and it's smaller you know it's not like the new like bigger note size phone it's not new at this point but you know how like you've got basically two sizes of smartphone you've got like the big note size phone and then like the standard size I really prefer the standard size and it's cheaper it's a little bit lighter and I dropped the shit out of it I've got a tiny <laughs> little crack up in the corner which is like on me and that was a gnarly drop like that was a big one but overall, like it's been pretty durable, and I'm like, man, I'm never buying one of those like big ass expensive phones again. This is, I mean, there's enough computing, computing power in here. <laughs> computing, yeah. computing power. <laughs> I, I don't use my phone enough to to right. justify how much. I'm I've not spent a big mobile gamer or anything. Yeah. I don't really, I don't, I don't have like the VR. I don't, you know, I just don't really know what I need my phone for besides like some social media and messaging. I mean, yeah. I hardly ever yeah. use it as a phone. My my last phone, it was the week that I got it, and I uh, I was, like, trying to shake out a blanket, and what I did is I didn't realize I had my phone in my hand, and I threw it <laughs> as hard as I could at the ground, and it just, like, smashed. <laughs> smashed. I was on a driveway. I don't know why I'm shaking out a blanket on a driveway, but, yeah, it was, it was bad. And I just do have, crap like that all the time. Have you ever been mid-drop that had about, like, a 30% chance of bad damage and in your effort to catch it you fucking spike it and it's a hundred percent chance of bad damage <laughs> or you kick it like thinking you can break yeah. the fall with your foot and you actually like kick it across the room and like, just yeah, it scrapes yeah one time i yeah. caught it on my foot and that was a happy day wow are you good at hacky sack 
I was good at hacky sack. <laughs> there you go. All the time with my friends, man. Skill saved you a few hundred bucks. I remember one day where me and my friend just randomly they lived in my neighborhood. We found ourselves on the street at 8 a.m. Both of the hacky sack. We just like wandered outside with our hacky sacks and did nothing else for probably 14 hours. We just played with hacky sacks and like went in and ate and stuff. And I've never been so sunburned in my entire life, but it was <laughs> it was super worth it. That was a good day. That's a super white story. Yeah, good. Nothing. I got a hardcore subject change. I was gonna ask. Do you guys both have garages? Yeah, I, I do. do. Yeah, I built a gra- uh, gym in mine. Oh, shit. Cool. Or at least That's in half dope. of mine. Are, would you say your garage is, like, organized pretty well? Uh, No. It's no? A, a gigantic nightmare. About once a year, I'll buy those, like, bagster things, like the little portable dumpster things, and just fill up all the crap in there and have it hauled away. And then, like, two months later, it's just terrible again. Really? Do you think that's, like, part? is that, like, because you got so many kids or whatever you think you just have stuff stack up fast yeah so like I mean, growing out of things or whatever and you like stick it in the garage and yeah there is a lot of like old clothes but there's also like we go through furniture you know like what well, we bought these giant chairs a couple of years back and they were pretty light colored and then within like six months they were just super stained and stuff so they're out there like old tables that we don't need like a bunch of old furniture that we should probably get rid of on craigslist that's the kind of stuff that builds up and then also cardboard boxes. We get a bunch of Amazon boxes and they build up in there until I can finally take them to get donated, which is a huge pain. It's funny. I, I'm only I'm asking because it's just a thing that's been on my mind the last couple of weeks because my wife and I both grew up with garages that are like stacked to the ceiling with like a little yeah, path made between the garage door and the exit. You know, that's like how we grew up and both of us like fucking hate it. And we'll walk around our neighborhood and see open garage doors and be like, yes. oh, my, we're so judgy. We're so yeah. judgmental. We're like, oh, my God, what a fucking chaotic household. Like we act like we know everything about the people based on their garage. But ours just recently has started to become like, oh, my God, we're those people now. Like, how did this happen to us? How did we become this? And so the last couple of weeks has been about like reorganizing and trying to figure out like what we need to get rid of and what we should keep. And I had a stack of really the main point, like the main focal point of this whole thing was just a stack of bins. And if you want something out of the bottom bin, you've got to like take everything off the stack to get to that bin. And then, so I've got bins with stuff in it that I haven't looked in, you know, in like six months and super annoying and things that I've wanted, but I'm like, I don't know. It's in the bin somewhere. I don't have time for that shit. No, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up going to home Depot and getting like a big ass rack, putting the rack where all the bins were. And then we bought new bins, which like kind of goes against our like less waste kind of, mentality but it, i was like this is for the better and we'll we'll donate the rest like it's gonna be fine we're not gonna throw them in the garbage but we got all clear colored like hardcore plastic home depot side like style kind of bins and so you can see in all of them now and they're all on a rack not stacked so you can actually like pull them off of the shelves without there being a stack on top and it's like changed our lives like my garage is starting nice. to look a lot better once i get all the one like recycling day is this weekend it's every other weekend once we get all the cardboard boxes out of there kind of a downside to working at gold belly i've got way more cardboard boxes than <laughs> like i should at most times but once we get all those out of there i'm really gonna be feeling good about the garage and i just wasn't sure if that's something to like think that's oh, something yeah. to be proud of oh yeah, that's something to be proud of for sure yeah, yeah i i i'm okay shut up critter our, yeah our well so like our gym we have like our, our sorry our, our garage uh, is a full-size garage but there's like the pre-owner or owners before us put up like a wall between the two so like one side is 
basically my brother-in-law's tools and stuff. And he did the exact same thing. He got like an actual like um, work desk for mm-hmm. like his projects, but he also got one of those like uh, wire racks and also has bins on it and everything. Yeah. So like to organize it. Um, and yeah, so that's super organized. But then we also kind of did the same thing in, in the gym is we have a smaller wire rack in there for like all the, all the different little like tools and whatever for working out and yoga mats and whatever. So, yeah. I've been um, thinking about moving my office to the garage for a few reasons. Uh, like, you know, that's kind of beside the point, but that will be more space for workout stuff and, and whatever, and it'll free up a room. But the thing I think is interesting about it is like if I'm working in there, then there's no way I would let that build up happen. You know, I think the build up happens because like I just open the door the and toss space. something in there. Yeah, I just like open the door and throw something in there and then I don't look at it again until it's time for me to throw something else in there and whatever. But if like if I'm in there every day, then I would never it would drive me crazy. And I think that that's a pretty big benefit, you know, like just because it stresses me out like crazy. I I avoid going in there because I don't want to have to see all that crap. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to have stuff build up, um, even like my clothes and stuff. If I stop wearing clothes and then like. I do laundry and then there's just like a bunch of clothes that are still on the rack. And it was like, do I wear any of those things? And then, you know, that becomes my focus. I just fucking like, I don't wear this. I don't wear this. You know, I keep like swim trunks and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I really hate accumulation. Usually if I'm buying new clothes, I already have clothes that I'm intending to like replace with them. Like stuff that's going in the donate bag because I'm buying new clothes. I've definitely thrown away clothes and it's just like, shit, I don't have enough shirts. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I gotta go buy something. I did. Do you do you recognize your like underwear to shirt to shorts ratio being out of balance? Because I was realizing that I was like, this is why I bought new underwear. I was realizing I was running out of underwear before I was running out of shorts and shirts, and so I was like, I need to do laundry just for the fucking underwear. But like now, right now, I've got pretty good balance. I'm usually like running out of like a couple key pieces of clothing around the same time. Like I got like one pair of underwear left and a t-shirt left. Like I should do laundry today. I am a little more meticulous. I guess I, I stick to six. Like as long as I have six of each, then it doesn't matter for anything else. Cause I can at least get away with six. What do you mean? Six, six of each, like six, like six shirts, six shorts, six underwear, six pairs of socks. And then everything else, like, you know, dress shirts and stuff are on top of that. Like I have, I have six, you know, your staples things that yeah, staples that I just keep and then like rotate those and update those. And then if I just want, you know, collared shirts, I, I have a couple of those and stuff like that. But those I don't necessarily wear enough for them to mm-hmm. affect my life. Do you ever wear undershirts? I was having a debate about this in my head today. I'm wearing one right now, but yeah, I've got one right now. Well, White I have like a. There. Have Not like a, but you guys armor. both have like hoodies on right now, right? Uh, if I if I put a, a shirt hoodie, if I just well, put a hoodie on right now, does the shirt I'm wearing count as an undershirt? Well, no, if no. If it's so a I, jacket, then I that's just have, your shirt. But this okay. isn't a jacket. This is a shirt with a hood on it. What the hell? Well, <laughs> what I, have, is that? I have an I have an undershirt, <laughs> a shirt, and a jacket. It's like that's a hoodie. It's shirt, shirt material, man. It's not that's jacket just a material. thin hoodie. <laughs> it's a it's a hooded shirt. Oh my god! Well, is the shirt under it like particularly thin? Is it like a beater oh, style? It's a white kind of? shirt. Yeah, I forgot why. I forgot why I asked that. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's, they're undershirts. Yeah, but the reason I ask it is because I um I recently saw my undershirt next to like a new 
white t-shirt and it was like a totally different color it was like not even close to actual white because it gets so dingy and stuff it's like gray so i'm always curious for people who wear undershirts like how often are you buying shirts and how do you prevent this from happening because this is this is gross i like that's why i wear carhartt because it's like the thickness of two shirts you know you don't need like the no i like the under armor undershirts like it helps with like the the wicking and stuff because i mean i i sweat easily Mm. still and then as but it doesn't warmer, adding a layer helps. make you sweat more i don't know that feels kind of no well so i mean it's like super light and i do like the sleeveless one and stuff so it like mm. we'll see yeah it, it's mm. super light and actually feels cool to the touch so it's not bad cool to the touch i Yo, used to wear the... them every single day in high school and i wore i wore like full sleeve non v-neck undershirts and so like it's literally like a t-shirt under a t-shirt and i remember every morning getting up putting on like the white shirt and then putting on like the band tee and then doing this this move where i'm tucking the sleeves out yeah. to to the yeah. end yeah i can top that i there was a long period in high school where i wore three t-shirts because i was so skinny i thought it made me look like i had some muscle on me and so I'd that's have, funny I'd not, I'd have an uh, actual undershirt and then like a t-shirt and then just another t-shirt on top of that. And finally, when I was a senior, somebody was like, why are you wearing three shirts? Is it because you think it makes you look strong? And then I had to stop doing it. It's so funny you say that. I did it for the opposite reason. I did it because I was like kind of chubby and I thought that it helped hide my, my like, un. The contour. My, like, yeah, yeah, like my contour, or a, a roll or whatever the fuck, or my muffin top. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the double shirt gave me a stiffer kind of uh-huh. image. I only wore undershirts when I was younger, like in my teenage years, if I was wearing a button down. Like, any other reason I wouldn't. Not with a polo? It, Do you ever wear polos? <laughs> I mean, I, I've worn a few, but I'm not a big polo guy. Yeah, I, anytime that's not just a crew cut shirt, I'm always wearing an undershirt because I don't like people to see my clavicle. That's my clavicle. You can't have it. <laughs> Apparently, I'm, I don't know. What a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> clavicles are private, do you, man. Do you go up to people and like, your clavicles are showing? <laughs> <laughs> just, just up to people and like, how do you think I got Nancy? I just started and did this whole number. Like, hey, oh, you, you gave her a little, little peek? Little clavicle yeah. peek? <laughs> showed, her, showed her a little clavicle. You like what you see, baby? And she did. A little of the bone. <laughs> a little of the bone. <laughs> Just the neck. <laughs> These old bones. <laughs> These, These old little bones. clavicle bones. Uh, Mike White doesn't understand the inside joke. What? Well, yeah, I like to alienate joke. our guests. <laughs> that was a Maybe. joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, when Jace, yeah, you tell it, Jace. It, it's so dumb. I don't even know why. It's not even a story. It's so yeah, it's yeah. like a single I, sentence. I was walking upstairs like after we played some some card game or whatever, and everybody was like ready to go to bed, and and my knees just cracked like on every my step. old bones. I know yeah, this I story. Like, these old bones. Oh, yeah, yeah and these these old don't bones. stop. I know. Yeah, it, like it's just it's always it's always funny. I, Nancy and I say that to each other all the time. Still, like at least once a week, we're like all oh, these old bones. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome it's funny how those random things stick with you you never know what they're going to be in the moment like in the moment it was like oh, that's kind of funny and we like giggled a little bit and then here we are three years later still saying that crap I got a turkey chair what's turkey that's not chair? a real thing I'm trying to trying to be a little random now yeah I got a turkey chair it's not a real thing I'll fucking show you a turkey chair what it's is a, a turkey chair 
Is it shaped like a turkey? That's, oh, it's for like hunting. Yeah, but that's I don't. I don't a, hunt turkeys. But it's called a turkey chair. That's just a beach chair with camouflage. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's a camouflage yeah. beach chair, buddy. Yeah. So turkey I, chair. <clears throat> that's so how still, you go to the beach in the swamps of South whatever Florida. <laughs> It's how you sit patiently in the woods for a long period of time. Why did I, you get a turkey chair? Or on a beach. For the, I mean, you, you can use it on the beach, you know, Mike. I, oh, I, I could definitely. But I have beach chairs for that. <laughs> but but non camouflage <laughs> turkey chairs. <laughs> I feel like you can just buy a turkey chairs and save yourself some money. Man, maybe next time. I don't know if the wife wants to sit on the beach in camo chairs. She might think she's going to be judged. I'd be fine. I'd be <laughs> fine. Nobody would be able to see her out there. She makes me take camo off when we're going to go out somewhere. <laughs> but... But I, uh, no, I got one because I, you know, I'm still into the wildlife photography thing. And I, I'd always find myself like, I'd find a really sweet spot and I'm like, all right, where can I like, you know, sit down and post up for like an hour and let the wildlife come to me. And I'd always like, I'm, I get, I don't know. I have like, not to like whine, but like, like back issues, knee issues, just these old bones, you know what I mean? I get, I I get like fucking uncomfortable and I I get like, I want to move around. And then I'm like, I've. I blow my spot and like there have been times when I've gotten up to like walk away because I'm like I can't do this anymore I can't sit in this position against this tree or whatever and my ass is hurting I'll get up and fucking deer will run away and I'm like oh my god if I'd have sat here for like five more <laughs> seconds and so I I was looking up like what the best way to like sit in the in the woods is and I, I found turkey chairs and yeah they're meant for like turkey hunters but it's really light you know like a beach chair or whatever it's got a strap on it so I can like haul it into the woods with me it doesn't take up too much space and uh, i can still even like shoot with it on my shoulder if i see something on the walk you know it doesn't hinder me too much and i found that i can like dude like just earlier this week in the evening i I spent about two and a half hours sitting in one spot which i was never able to do before so i'm trying to be more patient you know do you do you like listen to music or anything or is it just silence so I don't usually listen to music because sound like matters. You know, you can tell even with little birds, like you can tell when they're kind of coming in. You hear little tweets and rustling and they kind of like move through woods and waves. So like you'll have a long, quiet period and then you'll have like five or six birds kind of come pushing through the trees that you're sitting next to, like picking at little shit and stuff. And they'll move away, too. So like you really only got a little short window while they're there present in front of you that you can do. So you need to be like aware. Um, but. I have found, uh, I, I really liked this. Um, I had a buddy that I cannot have a phone conversation with because it's always like two hours. And so it's it's a catch-22 because I always put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. And then it becomes a longer call when it does finally happen. Um, so we had a really long conversation the other night. And then he was like, oh, you know, this is great advice. Like, I, I want to dig into this tomorrow. Like, call me in the morning. And I was like, fuck, man, that was like a three-hour call. I got like a life to live. That yeah, was half good, my weekend already, now. you know? Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, well, I was going to go in the woods tomorrow. So I'll call you while I'm walking into the woods. So I brought my Bluetooth earbuds. And, you know, I just had my phone in my pocket. And I'm like, you know, hauling all my shit in, just walking into the woods. And I talked to him for like two hours. And I, I got sat up in a spot. And I just sat there. And I talked to him and talked to him and talked to him. Finally, he was like, I'm going to take off, you know, let you go. I got off the phone and I sat there quietly for another 20 minutes. And then I got, you know, a little bit of action, a couple of good shots. So it was nice being able to like talk to people. Something else I thought about doing recently is like, I've usually got buddies chilling in discord and I'm always like gaming, but sometimes I find myself like after a four hour night of gaming, like what a fucking waste of life. Like I, this is, this is such like a waste <laughs> of my time. And it's like, I'd rather have gone out into the woods or something 
but I also enjoy talking to my friends. Like I, I do get something out of that more than the gaming. So I was like, why don't I just fucking do the same thing? Why don't I like throw in my Bluetooth earbuds, hop on discord on my phone and kind of like, you know, go for a walk, go for a walk in the woods. I don't have to like be in a game to hang out and shoot the shit with my friends. I should be doing that right now. I should be in the woods right now for this podcast. Do that would have been awesome. Paint your face next time. No, no. I, in fact, I'm reading, um, I'm reading a book from a wildlife photographer right now. And he actually made a crack. He's like, I never have, and never will wear camo in the woods. Um, <laughs> and you know, I do because I grew, I grew up like hunting a lot and stuff. And it's, I just already have it already have like a shitload of camo and stuff. So usually, you know, I'm wearing like khaki shorts with, with Chacos, you know, what Chacos are they're like, they're like sandals. They're like hiking sandals. You can think of it that way. And, um, so I'm usually wearing those with, with khaki shorts and uh, like a Carhartt tee, and then I'll throw like a, a button up. Oh, hey, cool. That's here too. This is, I like that I have props for everything. But yeah, I have, I have a button up camo shirt that I'll usually wear over it. Um, helps a lot with the, with the deer. So you don't, you don't splatter yourself with deer urine or anything? No, no. I mean, you know, it's a little, it it is a little different than hunting. Like hunting deer on foot is usually pretty stupid. Um, they'll, you know, they'll run when you see them. The, what deer will do is if you're walking like down a trail and you spot a deer out of the corner of your eye, they'll be frozen staring at you. They, they see you before you see them and they're frozen staring at you and they'll stay frozen if you keep walking. But if you stop, and try to turn toward them and aim a camera at them, they book it instantly. So like they're sitting perfectly still hoping you don't notice them and you keep walking. So what I learned is that, and wearing camo helps this, what I learned is that I will keep walking when I notice them, my heart's pounding. I'll like keep walking kind of slowly, pretending I don't see them, get to where there's a little bit of obstruction between me and them, like a bit of a tree, and I'm wearing camo, so I figure it kind of fucks up the pattern of them watching me, you know? And And that's when I'll kind of like stop and turn and try to get like a shot through branches and stuff at them without before they book it. Um, man, you're like yeah. a pervy stalker, but for nature. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's what it is. You're a pervy yeah. nature stalker, which is its, it's own fun. kind of perversion. There you go. It is. I read an article recently that was kind of like hating on nature photography, and it was talking about how like animals deserve their privacy and shit. And I, I thought it was a total <laughs> crock of shit. I thought, it was, <laughs> I thought it was total bullshit. Um, and and you know, a big part of that is like, so I don't um, I don't hate SeaWorld, right? SeaWorld caught a lot of hate from like, you, you ever see Blackfish or heard of that or know anything yeah. about that controversy? Yeah. So I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I don't hate zoos. I don't hate. I'd hate it if they were like mistreating an animal on purpose. I understand that, you know, keeping a whale in a tank isn't ideal either for their health. But one thing for me is like, I went to SeaWorld when I was like five and I fucking fell in love with it. I loved like Free Willy and I loved SeaWorld. And now I love animals. Like I love wildlife. I love nature. I believe in wildlife conservation. I don't think any of that would have ever really been sparked in me had I not like seen those animals up close and gained appreciation for them. Um, so that's kind of something that I try to do with photography too, or, or at least something that I hope I can accomplish with photography in the long term is like, if somebody sees a picture I took and they're like, wow, that's really cool. I didn't know that those animals were like that, or I didn't know that they were here. Like if it makes you care even a little fucking bit, that's kind of what I'd hope you'd get out of it. You know? So yeah. the whole thing about like animals deserve their privacy. It's like, well, they're going to fucking privately lose all of their environment because we mow it down without ever thinking about them. <laughs> but like, if I go and invade quotes, air quotes, if I go invade their privacy a little bit and help kind of expose some of the reality of like their lives, 
maybe people will give a tiny bit more of a fuck about it. And that's kind of the idea. That doesn't yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, you know, if you take a picture of a deer, a deer's gonna be like, Well, I've never <laughs> scandalized, you know. And it, there there's there's wildlife photography etiquette too. Like there's a point to that where if you're just like, you know, stomping through the bushes, chasing animals around, you know, <laughs> scaring them up, trying to like That's set them up in situations. them, like pose, yeah. pose for yeah. me. That would be, that would be like unethical wildlife photography. The idea, like the art of it is supposed to be like, they don't know you're there and you're not disturbing their environment. You're just cat, you know, capturing that. Um, so if you go and you, you know, and I've spooked plenty of deer, like it, you can't be perfect, but like if you're going around like spooking animals on purpose or whatever, that's not the idea. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be invading their space. That would, that would probably be a big waste of time anyway. If you're just chasing them around, you're not going to get anything out of that unless that's A lot of own. butt shots. I got a lot of butt shots of deer, <laughs> big blurry white butts. Maybe if Have that's you? your perversion though, is scaring deer off, then maybe, you know, you get into that. <laughs> I'm so powerful. They're so scared of me. I'm so I'm so <laughs> Take tough. Take that, stupid deer. <laughs> no privacy for you. Have you been to SeaWorld as an adult? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was in Orlando for most of, you know, for 10 years from college on. Until gotcha. I moved here. So I've been there a few times. What, were you wondering if, like, my perspective changed on it at all or anything? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I, I feel the same way about zoos. Like, when I went to the zoo as a kid, it made me want to be a veterinarian for a long time until other things deterred me. But, like, I went as, I mean, I think it's been, like, four years now, maybe even five, that I went to, like, the Portland Zoo. It was just fucking depressing. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I, I, I understand, like, as a kid, it was all fucking amazing because you're seeing animals from all over the world and whatever. And back then, there was no internet for me, but... You know, shit like that. So it, it was like an experience. And now it's just like, this is kind of depressing. <laughs> I think there's a future for that. And again, there's ethics to zoos too. Like whale breeding programs probably aren't a great idea. Um, and you probably will see whales start to taper off. Like they are, they have died. Well, one died in Orlando not long ago. Um, and they're not supposed, I don't believe in the United States, they're allowed to breed orcas anymore in captivity, which I, th I think is a net good thing. Um, now, if they intended to keep whales in captivity, they're either going to have to buy them from people that are breeding them outside the country, which isn't really any better, or they're going to have to capture them from the wild again, which is the fucking worst. Definitely shouldn't do that. Again, you all saw a free willy. Um, but what what I think will happen, because I still think it's critical that people get exposed to these kind of animals in order for mm -hmm. people to care about them. Without exposure, people won't give a shit. But I something that I saw, which was totally shitty because it was like five years ago, probably longer than five years ago, but it will be much better, guaranteed, is like kind of like a VR experience or um, and that maybe sounds kind of lame, like it's digital. They're not real animals. But I was pretty impressed even with like the the what they had at the time with technology. But I walked into this room. It was at, it might've been at SeaWorld or is at some aquarium? I can't remember. And you walk into like kind of a dome room and then they kind of like, you're standing there and the, you can walk around. And as, as you're like, there's this whole kind of seascape and scene and all this stuff kind of playing out and like big, you know, kind of like whales and sharks coming by. And it was pretty high quality. I think that they could get it really, really high quality and it could feel pretty freaking real without, you know, any animals having to be kept in captivity. But like, I think something like that, like getting people to experience wildlife without harming the wildlife is 
is something that I think zoos try to do. Um, you know, a good ethical zoo tries to give their animals a good little, you know, a good little environment cage. to live in or whatever. Yeah, a good cage. You know, the best yeah, cage. Yeah. I put them in a in a jar with a stick and a leaf to recreate what it's used to. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what my kids do. Yeah, you know. So I don't think it's perfect, um, and I, I think there is a lot of ethical gray area. You go to SeaWorld, they have a lot of, like, you know, manatees that they're trying to rescue. Uh, I have, I mean, I have my own feelings about that. Uh, a lot of fishermen in Florida don't think we should be saving the manatees. Because um, they're tired of fucking them? I, I think <laughs> it's got something to do with what, with how they can devastate grass, Um but I don't know. There's arguing. I don't. I don't even know what what the biology is on that because manatees can. It, on one side of the argument, it's like we need manatees. They're a part of the natural cycle. They, you know, like they eat the grass and then the grass like regrows and that's like a healthy thing for the ecosystem. And then fishermen are like, yeah, I mean that sounds good and shit. But like I've fished these grass flats for thirty years and now they're fucking barren and all I see are manatees. So I don't know, man. You tell me. So Something like that. This is a good segue to something I meant to ask earlier and forgot, which is like... Shut up. Jace, Jace gets super annoyed about the stupid Hawaiian shirts. Is there anything people can say that immediately just makes your blood boil? Like outside of, you know, insulting your wife or something like that? Oh, God. I mean, definitely. I'm trying to think of one on top. Give, give me an example or two of your own. Slut. I think... Like, shut uh, your pie hole. Have time to think. That pisses yeah, so you off when you hear somebody someone said, say that. Shut your pie no, hole! That, I would lose my crap. <laughs> that, there's just one instance of it happening where I was agitating someone and he said it, and then it just escalated from there. It's pretty fun, but <laughs> is is more being is more me being tyrannical back in my teenage years. So just like shut your pie hole, fucking nerd, <laughs> just shoving it in his face. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, it's pretty hard to get me to riled up unless you're, yeah, unless you're like insulting my family or something. I think, or unless um, you are your like child. One time, uh, I said totally seriously to Brooks, "I wish I could talk about Scrum without losing my crap." And I, I think there's still some truth to that. Like in a in a convers in a conversation with somebody who like fundamentally disagrees with me about agile process or like the power of teams over individuals or something. I'll get, it's hard for me to not lose my temper and get angry and just start like, you know, not making any sense because I'm getting so frustrated. Yeah. I mean, in that, like in the, in the professional sense, like anybody that takes for granted, like context switching and how devastating that is by mm, saying yeah. things like, Oh, you know, let's just carve out some time or, you know, we're going to have to make some time to focus on this or, you know, carve we're going to find, we're gonna have to yep. find a way to fit that in, you know, all those sort of things usually get me kind of heated. Um, outside of work, this is going to sound really stupid and obscure, um, but you might just look at that face though. That pisses me the fuck off when some, like when a child or a pet is doing something that deserves like correction and the owner or parent uh, or whatever is, is like, Oh, but I just, you know, it's just so sweet though. Look at that face. I'm like, at That's least they're fucking, cute. I hate that. I hate that so much. More with oh, dogs. It happens. I don't have a lot of friends with kids, especially not ones that I'm like spending time around. But I take Purposely. my dogs to the dog parks and stuff a lot. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, again, I'm still relatively new in Texas. I don't have a ton of friends here, but um, we do hang out with people around. You know, like the dog park and stuff. And it's not just my friends. It's just people in general. You know, you see people kind of like not correcting behavior that they should and i'm like yeah i mean i guess it's cute but your dog's gonna continue to be kind of an asshole because you're just training it to that it's gonna get lovins when it does something shitty it's terrible 
Yeah, see, I have mixed feelings about that. I, I totally for dogs. For some, for some reason, my fourth kid gets away with more just because he is. <laughs> he, he is, is it? He's the baby. No, no, it's definitely oh, okay. not because my third kid. This did not happen to when he was the baby. Hmm. Um, yeah, he's just like he. He's super. He he's is a super character. Cute. Yeah, and he's just like really funny, and he doesn't whine or anything. You know, like if he's doing something he shouldn't, he'd be like, "I saw we," you know, like smile. You know, and it's just <laughs> it's really hard to to stay mad at him. But I know that I'm supposed to. So the thing that the thing about what you said, like, look at that face, though. The thing that that is annoying to me, or the reason that's annoying to me, is because like that shows that they know that in this situation I should be like they're, con- they're consciously deciding not to, even though they know that they should. And I feel like in with. With my kid, with Thomas, uh, it's that you don't even really realize that it's a bad thing because he's so good at being cute and distracting you from what's actually happening. <laughs> That's how I get away with things at work is I do a lot of really good things and then I just do something really bad and people don't even notice because it's just like, yeah, but he did like 10 tickets yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, from a from a former older brother to a current parent of four, I have I have some advice. Uh, for for the way you interact with your older kids. I fucking resented so much when my parents would tell me, you're older, you know better. I hated that so, so, good. so much. Like, but, yeah. yeah, I guess I, like, know better, but this motherfucker knows that he's not supposed to, like, throw mud at me. Like, he's not three. He's, like, <laughs> fucking nine, okay? Just because, like, I'm 12 and I know better? Like, yeah, I fucking slapped him back when he hit me with mud. Like, I, what do you want from me? But isn't, you know? that, isn't that also, like, an admission of your parent that, like, they're not teaching you what you need to know to, like, handle those situations as well? I, get, I guess, like, maybe, you know? It, it always just felt well, like, you know, you're, well. you're older, so it's your responsibility to, like take it and not react to it or something is how I kind of took it at the time. And I always just hated that. I hated that, that because my little brother was younger, he seemed to me like my perception was that he would always get a free pass because, yeah, yeah. He, you know, I knew better and, and he did. You were the umbrella. Yeah. Was on Hill, yeah, whatever you want to say. Yeah. That. You always get yeah. hit first. One of those things. Yeah. 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 But yeah, thankfully my sister took a lot of that, that stuff, but like I'm, I'm, second oldest out of four so like there's still definitely a lot of that I'm just like yeah but you're older you shouldn't react that way or yeah, you should dude. have done this and it's just like bitch i've been on my own <laughs> since i was like six what the fuck are you talking about does that ever <laughs> happen to you critter nothing. though or to to your kids will get in like a scuffle or a scrap and you'll be you'll maybe chastise the older one a little more yes it happened like, when i was older, there you know better yeah you but know? it's but it's different when the younger one's like three versus yeah. when the younger one's like nine. You know, like he, he actually probably doesn't know a lot of the time or like hasn't learned to control his random urges that he, you know, will have because he's a three year old and that's, that crap mm. happens. Yeah. Okay. That's probably a hard thing to balance. Yeah. But when it's like my 11 year old, my eight year old, then yeah, you got to resist that crap because eight year old totally knows what he's doing. All right. I got one more that agitates me. A saying is the, the, um, what is it the the would be nice or or that good for you kind of attitude where you're like you're trying to express and celebrate with somebody about like some accomplishment that you have and it's like oh it would be nice if it happened to me you're just like fuck you I'm done talking to you <laughs> like I don't want to continue any more conversations with you ever again so is it like someone having the attitude that like they can't even you know 
let you enjoy your glory. They've got to like, you know, they got to make it about them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got to make it the, like their life is so sad. And so like, oh, bad must and, be nice. Oh. Yeah. 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 yeah those people like that attitude and like uh, just running into that, especially in the wild, especially with people that you don't expect it. You're just like, fuck, kill yourself, please. Yeah. I, I hear you with that. Yeah. When, whenever I like, you know, have something I'm proud of and the person just immediately makes it about them and how they don't have that thing then it's just the worst. I hate it. I hate oversimplified political opinions a lot. Oversimplified opinions in general. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I guess they just tend to be political lately. But yeah, oh, yeah. oversimplified opinions. Like, yeah. I, I had a little mini debate with someone about this lately. Like, how? Like, is there a responsibility for you to kind of earn the right to have an opinion by putting in a certain amount of work, you know? Um and I don't even think it's about that. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. I think no, 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 go ahead. Take you it. should earn a oh, right to say, share your opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's about that. I think it's like a lack of respect for like the complexity and the nuance of whatever the topic is you're talking about. Like if someone just rolls in and they're like, well, you know, obviously this fucking super simplified way of putting it. And I'm like, well... <laughs> It's not that I think you need to be qualified to have an opinion. I think that it's just like there's no acknowledgement there of like the possibility that you're wrong or that, you know, there's a lot more that you don't understand that, you know, could change. I feel like I try yeah. to be hump like if I'm addressing any kind of topic like spiritual, political, any of like the big ones, you know. I try to be as humble as possible in that like I'll say like this is kind of how I feel about it, but like I acknowledge that I don't really know everything about this. I try to say it in some way. I probably don't say those words, but I try if I can to have some kind of like, I leave the door open, you know, like, like this isn't set in stone for me. And I, I guess I get frustrated when people try to say something like it's truth or fact. And like, and it's not just that it's that they'll, it's asserted in a way. It's like, well, you're a fucking idiot if you don't see it this way. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot for thinking that's the only way to think about something. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 So, Think about yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah the, about the anything, that, literally. Yeah. The, I, I, I get what you're saying better now. Yeah, and that really drives me crazy for people. To, like, the, the classic one is like, oh, look at these idiots in Congress. They obviously don't understand that by doing this, X will happen. It's like, do you really think they didn't think about, like, that, you know, that's the most obvious thing. Of course they thought about that. They probably are, uh, like, examined it from 10 different directions and wrote 100 pages about blah, blah, blah. You know, like, that's their job. Like, this, this idea that everybody's just making random decisions and you're the only person that actually sees what's really going on. It's just so, I don't know. Well, well the flip side of that is like, if, mm-hmm. if you are, if you are the person with the answer, fuck you for being so lazy that you're just sitting here where I'm at. Yeah, in get life. out there and do and, it. Yeah. Man. Fucking go do it. You piece of shit. Like, what are you doing wasting all this potential if you are the master of the universe? Fucking yeah. go fix it. That's like the classic armchair expert kind of yeah. thing, right? Yeah, armchair experts, they really drive me crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't have opinions. You know? oh, I'm, I'm sure yeah. I piss plenty of people off with the shit that comes out of my mouth. But like I said, I try to be accepting of like different and, I, and not act like... I try not to act like if you think differently than I do about something, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, so the example that the guy, um, shout out to Aaron, if you're listening to this, the the guy said the example, like I was trying to make the point of you, you probably shouldn't have an opinion about things that you haven't, you know, put in a lot of work and like really deeply understand because, you know, what, how can you have an opinion about something you don't really get? And his, his response to that is like, I can have 
an opinion about a the judicial ruling of somebody who is like Kyle Rittenhouse, for example. Like I can have an opinion mm-hmm. about what happened to Kyle Rittenhouse, even though I'm not a lawyer and don't like totally understand all the laws in play. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of feel like maybe we shouldn't have opinions about those things. Well, you can like if we're going on that one, like you can. That's fine. But like, don't read one article and that or like no articles and make that opinion of just like hearsay that you've heard from other people talking just like, oh, well, then this is my opinion. I'm going to lock myself in for life. It's just like, how about you fucking read some stuff? Just dig in a little bit if you want. Like, if you want to identify with that or like take that opinion to a group, fucking get something with it, like some kind of substance other than just like, well, I think he should still be in jail or his freedom day is great. You know, like just it it shouldn't be as easy as like he's free because he's white. Yeah. Right. There's more like there's a whole judicial system. Yes. It's lean to help white people and et cetera, et cetera. But like there's stuff that happened. It wasn't just like he showed up. It was like, Oh, you're white. Why are you here? Get out of here. And I, yeah, and I also think that, like, there's value in strong opinions loosely held. Like, there's value in having a strong opinion about something, but there's a big difference between having a strong opinion and stating it as if it's fact, you know? Like, saying I think something means it's an opinion, but saying they're idiots, uh, like, it's like it's just a true statement, I don't think is, is the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I have opinions about pretty much anything that, you know, I'm aware of. Like, I probably make up a bit of my mind on like like Rittenhouse good example you know I have like my own opinions on on the outcomes of that situation but I'd like to think that I also have some pretty well-rounded thoughts on it like you know I don't think like fuck yeah he did everything right and he got you know the freedom he deserved and and I also don't think like he's a fucking terrorist I you know I kind of I think he made some fucking mistakes and I I think a lot of people in this situation made some mistakes and like I try to try to look at it from both sides like not even just both there's more than two sides in that whole thing there's like a lot of sides in that whole thing and that whole like the whole way that it played out you know and just to it's not even about like like choosing the right opinion it's just i feel like it's about acknowledge like like i said at the very first like it's like acknowledging the complexity of a situation and having just a fucking hair of humility about like the fact that it's bigger than just one person and one oversimplified opinion can account for that's like really all i'm looking for and that's what pisses me off is the opposite of that when someone acts like it's just so simple it's (laughs) clearly this and and I, I hate that because you can't engage that. You can't talk to that. Yeah, that's yeah. I was just gonna say that. Like, I one of the things that I value a lot in trying to find people to hang out with is just who's a good debate partner. Like, and for that, you really need somebody who has strong opinions, who's opinionated, but is has humility about it and is willing to change their mind if if given evidence. You know, and if you don't have both of those things, then what's the point in talking to you about anything real? Why even talk at all? And also, yeah. like. I, I hate when people um, are like, you know, agree to disagree. What, uh, like agreeing to disagree is like, okay. But I mean, like when people are like, well, we're clearly not on the same page, so we probably shouldn't talk about it. Because to me, that's juxtaposed <laughs> to something that someone told me once, which is like, nothing is ever learned from an agreement. Like we'd probably call it like a circle jerk, right? Or like a silo. It's like, if we're just sitting here agreeing with each other on everything, then neither of us is coming out of it with anything new. Like you can right. only learn something new if you're not in an like in perfect agreement so to try to say that if we don't agree we shouldn't talk about it 
is is fucking asinine. That's so stupid. It's ignorant. It's I think ignorant. that that's that's why it's so frustrating for me that I about the the agility stuff earlier, like because I really care about that stuff and I want to talk about it, but I feel like I can't without just losing my crap, and it makes me so frustrated, you know, because it's like it's the thing that I most want to talk about, but if somebody doesn't agree with me, then I. I don't have the ability to stay calm and reasonable in that situation. No, fuck you. This is life. <laughs> you, Maybe you're the yeah. asshole. <laughs> I totally am in that situation. Like I have to consciously avoid talking to some people about this stuff for too long because I'll just get riled up. Um, and yeah, I think that the problem is is for people who are like that about every opinion that they have. You know, when when anybody mm-hmm. disagrees with them about anything, then it's uh, then it's an argument. You don't what understand do you my you life, the- bro. Is that what you think you're like the if there's anything that you think you're the most opinionated about maybe to like to a fault what do you think is it that like a subject is it agile or is it something else um I think maybe I'm more opinionated and maybe it's also a more controversial opinion that uh genetics is way more important than we give it credit for for example, kids are going to turn out how they're going to turn out regardless of their parenting as long as they're not like actively abused and people have talents that can't. Yeah, well, actually, we, we talked about this, didn't we? Like we had we talked about talents versus skills and stuff like I think that that's uh, if somebody if somebody comes at me talking about the value in um, really strong parenting, you know, and like challenging and all that. Yeah, challenging yeah. your kids and, you know, making sure that they have uh, access to all of the all the most growth oriented things and whatever like yeah that that would make me annoyed i would have i would have trouble <laughs> staying calm in that conversation what about you jace is there anything you feel extra opinionated about uh people who don't help themselves but want to just sit around and complain about everything oh, yeah i uh i can't stand rooms with them and like i'm, I'm talking even like family members and stuff i'm just like shut the fuck up like, don't sit here and complain if you're not going to fucking do anything about it. Just shut the fuck up. Like, it, it's such a waste of time. Such a waste of time. Yeah. Can, like, we co- and, we and I, good. Well, I, I understand venting and stuff. I have to vent because I need, I, I can't, you know, be all in my head when I'm, like, agitated with something. Otherwise, it just escalates in the direction that I'm already going. So, like, I need so, at least to dump it somewhere. And somebody go, yeah, good thing you calm down here. We had a great conversation with Caroline about that on the podcast, by the way. I think that episode's coming out next Monday. Um, but yeah, she nice. talked about the I am owed mindset. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. That that drives me freaking crazy. You say I am owed? Yeah. yeah. Like someone like owes me something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like entitlement? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, yeah it, the, the, your problems aren't, aren't ever your fault. You know, it's the world oh, that's yeah. against you. It's the government. It's other people, whatever. And I, I just read Hillbilly Elegy. Elegy? Is that a word? Elegy. It's yeah, something. It's, like it's close to a word, at least. I'm pretty sure close. that's a word. Um, hillbilly, hillbilly Elegy that, that was talking a lot about, like, why are, you know, he calls them hill people. Like, why are these people who are super poor and uh, sometimes violent and whatever, like, wh- why are they like this, you know? And it seems like that's sort of a cultural thing there, this I am owed mindset. You know, like, any anything that goes wrong, it's not your fault. It's the government's fault or it's the rich people's fault or, you know, whatever. And so it makes it really hard to ever take ownership and like break out of this cycle that you're in. Dude, I mean, it's it's kind of what I've been talking about with like how I grew up. I mean, it, I was in that cycle. I grew up in that cycle. Everything was everybody else's fault. Like my life was bad because X. My life was bad because Y. Like that's how I grew up. 
So and that's like probably that, why why it bothers you so much now to see someone else oh, stuck sure. in, in that like learned helplessness kind of mentality where you're just like, listen, I've been there. You're fucking wrong. Like you like have the all the powers in victims. your hands. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh my goodness, what are you doing? You can just apply this to anything and fucking succeed. Do you know how much time you're wasting? Yeah, <laughs> take some ownership. Oh. Just a little bit of ownership over your problems yeah. and your life will change. Yeah. Is it time to wrap it? I think so. We went over. You guys, you guys stuck around. Critter, you, you hung out like 11 minutes uh, late. I hung I've out. I've seen actually, that from you before. I feel like honored right now. You should feel honored. But I, my <laughs> wife just texted me that my 11 year old somehow punched himself in the nose and is bleeding. So I think I need to what leave. The hell? I don't know how that happens. But was he playing that game where like, have do you ever do that? It's like where you fuck with someone and you like. You're like, we're gonna play arm wrestle, hold your hand like this, and then you grab their hand like that, and then they try to pull as far as the I think he oh, I think man. he did this all by himself, but I'm gonna go find out. I'll right let y'all know. Good luck, man. I missed you guys. This is great. Thank you. Yeah, you this too, man. This is fun. We gotta we gotta do this more. It's been too long since the last one. Seems like it's been a long time now. Yeah, I'm curious what actual episode one. number it was. Yeah, it's gotta be in the fifties or something. I can't believe this is numbered right here. 91? This yeah, is 91. 91. Yeah. Great job, guys. Jesus. Well, we're, it's, yeah. we're going to 99 and stopping because <laughs> Adam Mitchell is going to be the guest of episode 100 or nothing. You know, ah, I, was thinking, I see. <clears throat> I was thinking about this earlier, Jason. We should, uh, on episode 99, we should tell anyone who's listening to please send me an email with like a plead for Adam Mitchell to come on the podcast and then we'll just forward them all along. And so all of our eight fans can write in and we can make Adam feel really bad about these people. That well, did he tell you he doesn't want to do it or he just like, hasn't responded. Like for a long time, it was, it was oh. a conflict oh, scheduling no. type thing. Okay. And then yeah, he pretty much ghosted us. Um, but I was going to say we could record episode one one and it could just be like all of the pleas for Adam to, <laughs> to show up. Yeah. That'd be awesome. All right. We'll figure something out. It's weekend time. Y'all. Have a good one. All right. Have a good one. Later, pals. See you guys. Later, guys.